Project Sapient is a podcast meant to engage our brothers and sisters in law enforcement and military communities in conversations that we all know we need to have. All opinions you'll hear are our own, are protected by our First Amendment of the United States Constitution, and in no way reflect or are meant to reflect the opinion of any specific agency, officer, or service member. Some opinions may be controversial. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Hey, look, we're both wearing the same color shirt. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> ah, yeah. Project Sapient. Midweek roll call, guys. We want to thank our thousands of listeners. You guys have made us the number one law enforcement and military podcast on the planet. Pretty cool. Thank you. Pretty fucking awesome, right? Thank our supporters. HavocJournal.com, Gym Junkies, Vector Shields, WellnessForWarriors.live, LiveBoston617.org, which we have some footage courtesy of them. EagleEyeFirearmsMA.com, ODKit.com, GunTrack.app, Hulay-Law.com. We love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting us. Uh, thank you for sur- supporting law enforcement and the military and everything that you guys are doing. So, Iman, yes. what are we doing for a midweek roll call? So, um, I'm giving kind of the attaboy to all our uh, law enforcement brothers and sisters who were involved in hours-long standoff. Yes. In... Um, over on uh, 95 by Wakefield, mm-hmm. Massachusetts. Near us. Near us. And it was uh, a pucker factor, I'd say. Um, it was funny because I texted you the next morning and I was like, you know anything about this? Because I was literally driving by that like three minutes before the guy made the stop. <laughs> yeah, you were. I think you were asleep and then Whoops. all that shit in Wakefield <laughs> happened. And I'm like, dude, just open up. Fucking any news network in, in Massachusetts, and you'll see. <laughs> uh, guys, Live Boston 617 had a lot of great footage on this, and Live Boston is one of our supporters, so we put their picture up. Yeah. This is a takedown of one of the guys? Yeah, one of the guys, yep. So, so tell me about everything that happened. Just pretend I don't know anything. So this information was kind of piecemeal and whatever, um, you know, some of it from the news, others from other cops, mm-hmm. whatever. So... Uh, Long and short is these guys were on their way to Maine. Now, well, well, before I say these guys, uh, they call themselves. So, so what this armed standoff turned out to be was another sovereign citizens type movement. Um, they're called the Rise of the Moors. Uh, we'll get into who they are yep. and all that in a few. So, they they were on their way to Maine to train, which their training involves. A lot of uh, militant type tactics, uh, guerrilla warfare type shit, uh, stuff like that. Um, so they pull over because in their mind, this is what I heard. If they go into a town or a city, um, then their laws affect them. They're not. They're like not that. violating federal law. Exactly. Or they're not violating Massachusetts because in exactly. Massachusetts you can drive through. Yes. So that's why they stayed on the highway. So they had their own fuel cans. They were fueling up their vans that they were, uh, I don't remember if it was one or two vans. But anyways, on the way up to Maine, a trooper sees in the distance that disabled motor vehicle, maybe, you know, let's go check, see if they need anything, tow truck, the usual stuff. Can I throw you off for a second? Yeah, go ahead. And I didn't realize this until I heard it on talk radio the other day. Oh, okay. They were pulled over, blinkers on, fueling up their cars. Yes. 
they were 60 miles from their starting point. Yes. Why did they have to fuel their fucking vans 60 miles from their starting point? I have no idea. Like, I was like, wait a minute. The guy was like, if I make any kind of trip, I'm fueling up yeah. where I'm leaving from. Yeah. I'm not going to risk pulling over or fucking going somewhere mid-state 60 miles. It's yeah. not like it was 600 miles. They're like, yeah. oh, fuck, we need to fuel up. No, yeah, I, I have no idea. So, so. Go on. So, Trooper uh, does what any other cop would do, uh, sees disabled motor vehicle, goes to see if they're okay. Gets out of his car, then he starts noticing things. Mm. They got tack gear on, which tactical gear on, rifles, all sorts of armament, if you want to call them. Were they slung? Yes. They were slung. Okay, so that changes a lot of it for me. Okay. So they were slung, um, and it turned into a shit show right after. What does that mean? Ask for IDs. Yep. We do not identify ourselves. So it was one of those. Yes. So he knew right away, okay, Fuck. I'm dealing with sovereign citizens, yeah. essentially. Uh, I'm traveling on this road, not driving. You know, you know the, it, it, there's certain language that trigger us as cops, uh, like, okay, little red alarms going off. Gives me fucking Ajadar the brain. Dude. Yep, and and it turned into the standoff. Now, supposedly, I don't know if this is 100%, uh, during the course of the conversation, some of them went into the woods, and the trooper was like, oh, fuck. Get Changing everybody. the circumstance. Uh, get, I need everybody. So I know multiple SWAT teams showed up. Uh, state police, Wakefield PD, uh, neighboring towns, cities. It, they basically locked down 95. 95 was shut down for several Both hours. Both ways, yeah. And even they got uh, mass DOT with their big trucks to block the highway, which is good on them in case shots are fired and bullets start flying and at least they are able to uh, some kind of hard point yeah some sort of hard point to get behind or or whatever um so it turned out it was 11 males uh two of them refused to identify themselves even at booking i heard they're not even so that's a crime themselves. now yeah so so um they post the names which whatever there's too many names but there's 11 of them and here's the thing they're all within that military age. I'm looking at the yeah. males, right? Um, one of them is from Detroit. Most of them are from the Bronx. Mm. One of them um, is uh, out of Providence, Rhode Island. Another one out of Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Um, there was a 17-year-old mm. that was released to parents, and all the adults are being held on $100,000 bail. I mean, here's the thing. It's, it's such a great job by everybody involved because they ended up uh, recovering uh, three AR-15 rifles, two pistols, a bolt-action rifle, a shotgun, and a short-barreled <laughs> rifle. The group refers to itself as a militia, and they said to, they adhere to Moorish sovereign ideology. Tell me about that. All right, so let's uh, let's get into a little bit of the Moorish uh, sovereign citizen movement, if you want to call if that that in reality what it is. Um, so here's so I, I found a couple of their um, in their own in its own words uh, from their doctrine, if you want to call it or whatever. Um, so this is one of their excerpts. Your straw man is a non-living, non-breathing, fictitious corporate entity that has the same name as you except in all capital letters. It's ultimately a trust that is brought into existence with your signature. Lawfully, you are the executor, 
beneficiary, administrator, and a stockholder of the United States Corporation. All right, that's one. Don't fall asleep. <laughs> the stupidity is way keeping me up. Go All on. Right. Political thieves, usually descendants of European colonists operating upon the American continents, have, by outright criminality, taken lawful leave and advantages of the usurped seats of government and have polluted the sanctity of their official oaths to uphold the Constitution and treaties and are unlawfully violating the natural people. Can I ask you a fundamental question about their statements? Yes. I want to ask them a fundamental question about their statements. What's the... You're basically giving away all authority to anybody, right? Hear me out. Mm -hmm. You're giving it away. What makes you the authority to tell anybody anything about any kind of continental... Do do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't know. You're foregoing anybody's authority. Yep. But now you're saying, I'm the authority. Yeah. Eat a dick. (laughs) So, um, just real, so more history, a little more history Mm -hmm, here. mm -hmm. So, Morris sovereign citizens are closely affiliated to the Morris Science Temple of America and trace the truth to the creation uh, in 1913. And its founder, Noble Drew Alley, (laughs) a.k.a. Timothy Drew, um... (laughs) So some more sovereigns are known to be affiliates of the national one. Um, And in fact, the national organization issued a statement in July 2011 condemning sovereign citizen practices and denying any association with radical observers. So that's good. uh, More sovereign groups. So that, again, it tells me that, okay, some went to extreme extremism. Which you have everywhere. Which you have everywhere. Um, So... He said more so. There's a quote here by uh, Mark Pitcav, uh, whatever, a leading expert in sovereign citizen movements. Morris sovereigns um, citizens emerged in the 1990s on the East Coast when some people began to merge sovereign citizen ideas with some beliefs of the Morris Science Temple religious sect uh, dating back to 1913. So, I mean, there's there's history there. So. I heard today, I don't know if it's true, but supposedly one of their things is they are the original inhabitants of America. According to who? To them. <laughs> See what I'm saying? No, no, I know, like, I know. I was like, aren't the Native Americans here forever? So so it's like, hmm. okay, all right, so. And the Native uh, Americans were South Americans that yeah. migrated for it. I mean, let's pull at straws. <laughs> Go on more. So um, then, then, uh, so there's so much out there. Again, people read about your enemy, right? Read about these people. Yep. Yep. Uh, we just did an episode about why it's important to know what the hell is going on. That's going to come here. out after after they hear yeah. this. So yeah. be on the fucking lookout for that yep. one. Uh, so uh, there's a book um, written by in nineteen that was published in 1993 by. Empress of Wichita Nation, um, which... Uh, Empress? Yes, Empress. Uh, her last name is Gostin. I'm not going to even try the first... Of Wichita Nation? Yeah. Uh, this, uh, so... <laughs> so, one of the things it says, uh, one of her 
uh, quotes is, you can't fool a Wichita as we, the original Moors of a very long name. I don't even, I'm not even trying to pronounce it. We realize who we are and what we are doing in this land and how we have been preserved for what special purpose. There's more. There's more. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> My people were here when the white man came to this continent. There it is. Okay. Which is America. Yes. They were the Moors in years later, in later years called Moors from the land of Tam, Tamdor or uh, Tadmore. Palmara or Palmares, where, wherever that is. I'll, I'll, that I did not look. Other examples of the sovereign groups include Free Morris Nation, the United Mosheikh uh, uh, Nation of Noors, Nubian Nation of Moors, and the Al-Moroccan Empire. These groups primarily operated throughout the southeastern and northeastern and midwestern United States. So, uh, Moors sovereign citizens espouse an anti-government doctrine in which its members claim to be a part of a sovereign nation. For some identify themselves as more Moorish or something similar. Uh, they, there uh, is a belief that in 1787 treaty, which is fictitious, between the United States and Morocco grants them immunity from U.S. law. Others, such what? as the Wichita Nation, may falsely claim to occupy the United Nations indigenous people's seat. 215, which there is no such thing. I yeah. actually looked at it. I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? And create their own birth certificate, passports, uh, driver's license, and vehicle registrations. Sovereign citizens. But here's the funny thing. I guess during an interview, uh, their leader was was talking on the news. Yeah. Um, he said, we are not anti-government. Yeah, yeah. And, I sent that to you. Yeah, and, and we support the Second Amendment. Yep. But here's the thing. You are anti-government, but also support the Second Amendment. So it was propaganda. What, yeah. I mean, that's just, hey, weren't we just talking about propaganda? A hundred percent. And right. I almost fell victim. Not, not that I almost fell victim to it, but it made me question things. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's, it's good to question things. Obviously, well, we want to make sure that we're thinking, doing the right, right? things. Right. right. But now you have a basis of knowledge. Yes. I just don't understand. Like, a lot of these people that have this whole sovereignty thing, you need to understand history, guys. Here's a history lesson. Here's going to be your TED talk. Mm -hmm. Peoples inhabit an area. Then they either migrate, leave the area, or they stay there. They build their communities, thrive, or get taken over. It's happened for thousands of years. It's happened to the Lebanese people. It's happened to the Greek people. It's happened mm -hmm. to the Native Americans. It's happened to mm -hmm. everybody. It's happened to everybody. Hate to tell you, that's humanity. Yep. So even if you were, all of this shit was true, and you were the original inhabitants of the United States... Guess what? You got taken over. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, so here's I, I got a couple more little things here, little yep. tidbits of info, little morsels, um, little little stuff. So, um, <laughs> since emerging in the 1990s, uh, they have no known involvement in paramilitary training activities, which that has changed. Um, they do, however, conduct training seminars and videotaped classes, which they they have on YouTube. Look it up that teach financial scams and frauds common to sovereign groups, sovereign citizens. So what you're telling me is it's become a business. Yes. Members also have been known to wear paramilitary-style uniforms with patches of Moore's flag, which that's what that trooper saw. 
um, and to operate vehicles modified to resemble oh police patrol cars. Oh, okay, that's that's different. Uh, Moorish sovereigns sustain themselves by selling bogus legal documents, fraudulent auto insurance forms, fake license plates, counterfeit passports, and various other documents. They also save money by practicing tax avoidance schemes or tax fraud or all kinds of things. So it declares uh, essentially uh, in their doctrine. Um, they uh, incorporate themselves, so they're thereby allowing individuals to to use themselves as personal assets <laughs> worth tens of millions of dollars. Uh, More sovereigns have recently engaged in violent actions such as shooting, ba- shootings, bank robberies, murders, and armed confrontation with law enforcement, which there are documented uh, times where. Um, they they did kill cops. Yeah. Um, I I forget. So I remember reading uh, all the individuals involved in police shootings where uh, police were either ambushed or whatever, and they had ties to these. More was there a, like an Oklahoma State Trooper? Yeah, or something? There, there, there's a there's a bunch all over the country okay. um, that there have been, and and more sovereigns have pursued more violent paths, participated in terrorist plots. In 1993. The only American-born suspect connected to a plot targeting uh, United States uh, uh, New York City landmarks, his name is Clement Rodney, uh, including the successful bombing of the World Trade Center, espoused Moorish ideology. Oh, no shit. No shit. Also members of the Liberty City 7 uh, terror cell in Miami, Florida, adhere to Moorish ideology. Really? So, but here's what's funny, which is that's exactly what they do over uh, our neighbor in Rhode Island. Federal, state, and local law enforcement um, have encountered more sovereigns committing wide range of minor and or white collar crime. They even, they do a lot of ho- uh, house squatting, which is true. Because if they find a house that is Empty, under bank owned or, yeah, or yeah. whatever, they'll, they'll, they'll take it over. So are they big in Detroit by any chance? Um, must be. Yeah, yeah. So... So I mean, again, this this isn't really about the Moors. This is more about uh, our the brothers, response. The response that I mean, it was intense, and and I had my kit ready just in case we were going to get called because we're yeah. not that far away. Um, it because it, it could have gone south real bad. Eleven people, heavily armed, uh, sovereign citizens, and and thank God that trooper's okay. Um, and he responded appropriately. And he responded fucking appropriately, a, man. and and I'm like me and Pete were talking offline. We're going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out in court because there's going to be a shit ton of case law that's yes, going to come is. out on this. And I'm very interested in it. I think we're going to try and get John Sheft. After the facts come out. Yeah, yeah, we'll I, try to get I John I want to get John Sheft on there. Again, I'm not questioning that these guys should have been taken down. I just want to see what's going to come out of this, given the current status of society and everything going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So, so great job to our brothers and sisters in Massachusetts for handling this with such uh restraint yes. and uh, excellent communication and and ending it peacefully could have gone south real quick yes so good job guys listen everybody thank you so much for listening i want to thank our supporters havocjournal.com gym junkies vectorshields.com wellnessforwarriors.live liveboston617.org eagle eye firearms maodkit.com guntrack.app hule-law.com thanks to our thousands of supporters we love you guys stay safe stay safe Ian.